Welcome to Spike Off the Water, hosted by me, Shane. They call me Spike on the Water. Our podcast is all about boating, boaters, boating environments, and everybody that's on the water. We love it, and we want to share it all with you. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into a new adventure on the water. Treasure Island Marina, and I want to get all this on video too. Dean Taylor from Treasure Island Marina, welcome to your very first podcast. I know, and I'm a little nervous. Don't be nervous, it's just spike off the water. <laughs> we met first time over at the Boating Ontario Conference. That's right. And pro- probably many times before that, in White Dock, what's that? Uh, Nidoc. So Nidoc. Yeah, we're, there, we have a booth over here, so we have... We sell the marina, we have the marina, but we sell a lot of docks. So okay. we're a dealer for NIDOC, which is out of Huntsville. Out of Huntsville. And how long have you like been doing that? Uh, over at Treasure Island Marina, is that your marina? Yeah, the Treasure Island Marina had it for four years, seven years. This is our eighth year. Yeah. And the docks is three years. All right on. So adding the docks complemented the, the marina, you know, because... Well, dock sales got to be spiking a little bit with all the flooding that's been going on. Like a lot of people are just looking for a couple dock replacements. You're doing full marina installs. We do. Stuff. We do like shore repairs. We do crib removals, and then we put floating docks in. Right we on. do floating boat ports, boat houses. Yeah. So, yeah, they're pretty popular because we're in the Thousand Islands. Yeah. It's just a disaster up there. It's like boat. House. You've seen it, you know. You saw what the at the Toronto uh, the conference they were showing pictures of it. So yeah. No, we, we had it harsh right around here in the Toronto Islands and a lot of the yacht oh, clubs yeah. are just out you of commission. And, oh, it was disgusting. You know, like I've got my rib, you know, and I used to have a wall spot at Toronto at Harbour Marina, but they had to push me up to a regular dock. And it's like... Yeah, I wonder what they're going to do there. Cause it looks like it's going to be high again this year, right? So That's what we're expecting, totally. So... The point of this podcast is just, you know, getting stories about people that work on the water every day. So there are stories out there for people to look at our industry as something that they could get into, you know. There's a lot of gaps in our industry and I think everybody that's in it started from somewhere at some time that's totally different from the next guy. So what is your earliest boating memory? My earliest boating memory as a kid? As a kid. How'd it go? Well, we had a cottage. Yeah. So we had a cottage in Tobamori, which is up near, uh, well, you know what Tobamori is, Lake Huron. Okay. So we had a cottage up there, and that's, you know, we had a couple of boats. So that was the first one, and then the cottage got sold, and then uh, my parents bought a 37-foot cruiser. All right. So then uh, I bought a boat after that when I got older and got married. So then I bought a little bow rider, an 18-footer. Yeah. And then I bought a 27-foot bay liner. And now I have a 32 Carver, and then I just bought a whole marina. It's just cheaper to put them. I don't have to pay for the slip. He's saving on parking, eh? And gas. And gas, no doubt, eh? <laughs> well done. That's a major move. So we're talking about, you know, the inception story, how you got in the water, and you're saying you were, you were young at the cottage, so that was all about fishing and tubing and water skiing and just, just getting in the water. Off the water. Right? I'm a water baby. I, I swim as much as I possibly can so throughout the year because it's yeah, How did not you, pools. I don't like pools, so I'm a lake guy. Right? I yeah, it's, it's a huge pool difference. doesn't work, do the same thing as so getting in a lake does for me anyways, but 
Well, I tell you, what, the way I learned to swim, my dad was Spike. I was Wee Spike, and Spike took Wee Spike and chucked him off the dock. He said, good luck, kid. I know. I did that to my son, too. It did not go over well. Oh, no? He... <laughs> they don't float right away, eh? No, what the heck's with that? <laughs> we used to float back in the 70s. I don't know. But... No, the next question on our podcast is, what is your greatest adventure on the water? Something that made you say, oh my gosh, that was awesome, or what the heck, what have I got myself involved in? A story on the water that was just awesome. Something that sticks out like that, in a positive way? I don't know, like... I... Hey, it could be the light, the dark, we're capable of everything, man. Was it a boat ride? Was it a... An adventure somewhere, a journey. Uh, I can give you one. I because we had our we had our boat at 27 Bayliner. We had it in uh, Picton. Okay. Or Pickering. Pickering. Right? All right. Yeah, that's much different. And uh, but, but, but my boat was uh, launched in my boat was in Whitby Harbor at that time at the, at the Whitby Marina. Yeah. So me and some friends went to Pickering and we went for lunch and uh, or for dinner actually. And when we were coming back, it got dark. And I figured, oh, we're okay, because everyone was saying at the dinner table, are you okay to drive the boat at night? I'm going, yeah, yeah, it's fine. We'll be able to find it. We'll be able to find the Whitby Harbor. Well, we were, when we left, we got out on the lake there, and it's dark, and there's no clouds, and it's dark and dark. So I can't recognize anything on the shore. And I'm going along, going along, and I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know where I am, right? So everyone's kind of getting a little panicky. And I get on my radio, and I and I call, and I, and I called in to, you know, I said, you know, this is... I didn't even have a name on the boat, and I called in and said, looking for the Whitby Harbor, you know, over and all that, like not even in radio format, because I didn't have a radio operator's license at that time. Well, I had all these guys from the Whitby Marina, had some guys rode in their boats. One guy, there was a fisherman up there, and he said, Dean, I'm here. He goes, you know, my name's Chuck, or whatever. He said, I'm going to flash my lights, follow my lights, and then all of a sudden, all these boats started flashing their lights outside the bay to the marina and guided me all in. Then one guy came well, out. They come out the port to get, give you. One a guy signal. came out the port to get me in, but the guys that were out in front of the marina flashed their lights so I could at least get to where I was yeah. going. It was way off the distance. I could see the light flashing, yeah. and I went up, managed to get over there, and we managed to get in. So it was pretty, pretty cool. Like the camaraderie. Yeah. And the, for those guys to kind of do that and take that initiative to help me out, it was kind of cool. That is. Sorry, you know, I, I know when you're traveling at night there or the sun goes down on you, you're looking to the land for different landmarks. You know, hopefully a tall building like the CN Tower. Exactly. And, you know, that, when it's dark, like yeah. when there's cloud covering it, you're oh, in the yeah. middle of the lake. You can lose dark. the city and have no idea where you are. And, you know, maybe you got a digital GPS and it's showing you Not the way. back then, I guess. But if, if you don't have that, you're looking for landmarks. So, yeah, having your radio on board and you know, knowing how to use the radio properly, you know, can get you uh, a little bit of help out there. And yeah, motors are always there to help. Well, you have all that out, now. Right? You know, you have the all the apps, Naptronics. You got Wave, the Wave app. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Like you, you can get connected while you're, you know, just a little bit offshore. I've been in the middle of the lake and lost the signal for maybe, you know. 10-15 minutes like Lake Ontario it's got good coverage from both sides where you can yeah. actually get connected but that's just like gotta be legendary in your memory of being on the waters when all those lights started blinking and you just felt that relief right where it was another really cool I'm thing another really cool thing was that I don't know if you've ever done this but I crossed over from Whitby over to um, 
Wilson, which is right across the lake, well, pond, yep. right? Yep. So shot. when you get in the middle of the lake, once you're right in the middle, dead of the middle, what's really cool is you can't see any land yeah. anywhere. Yeah. You ever done that? Oh yeah. And That's a cool that. feeling because you're like, yeah. I can't see anything now. I'm, I'm just like, in the middle it's, of water. It, every, it's infinite in every direction, <laughs> and thank God for compasses, or I could be doing a loop out here until I run out of fuel. But um, the real goal of this podcast, like I said, was to get stories for people to listen to, but it's really about the young people understanding how diverse our community and our culture is. This lifestyle uh, is for everybody of every age, of every culture, of every religion, from everywhere in the world. Coming to the water is something that a lot of people do, but getting on the water is something that people really assume is a, you know, it's a high price of entry. And that's just not accurate. It's not true. They're, well, we, we actually, at the marina, we rent boats. So we rent uh, bow riders, like 18, 20-foot bow riders. We have pontoon boats, and we have jet skis. So, and we get a lot of people from, from Toronto who haven't got boat, haven't had any boating experience. And, you know, we take the time to get them, we'll spend like 40 minutes to an hour showing them how to use their boats. How to, you know, how to, all the safety and how to operate a boat. And it's, and it's a really cheap way for them to get to experience the, yeah. the Thousand Islands on, on a boat or a jet ski. Yeah. It's fantastic. But they, I, you know, they never come back unhappy. Right. You know? No, that's, that's a... Great way for people to get out on the water is find somewhere to rent, find somebody that has a boat already. Try it first, try and it, fall in love, get out and there, the and then there's step. a boat for everybody, for every budget. You know, there's boats at all different, you know, positions in life, and you know, I've seen 40 footers for auction that have been abandoned for 10 years, and you pick them up for five, six k. You got yourself a major project on your hand, but literally, I got one. I got a couple of those. Yeah, you do. Do they still float? <laughs> oh yeah, they're good. It's they just, could be a home for somebody. The, 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 you know, the owner just lost interest and that's just kind of left it sitting there. Right? That, that happens as well. And yeah, that's something we talk about a boat in Ontario is the abandoned boats and how do we actually take care of them? And you know, finding a new owner for them would be great. But, you know, not everybody is looking for that massive project. But for an entry into the boating lifestyle and the boating business for a young person, for somebody in junior school, high school, what do you think their first experience should be like? What are they looking for as a young person coming into the boating lifestyle? I don't, I don't know with this generation, you know, what they're looking for. I know what I was, what was exciting for me because when I was I was allowed to drive a little 16-foot aluminum boat with a 9.9 on the back. Tiller tin That was just the most thrilling thing ever. Like, I would just say, Dad, can I take the boat? Can I take the boat every day? It's like I need to go on the boat because you know you, you get that acceleration at that age. Yeah. So I don't know at, at their age. I mean, the jet skis and the the, two, the new stuff is really cool. You know, you see those surfboards have those motorized surfboards he's got over there. Oh, they got like a remote on it. They're, they're the hydroplaning ones. Yeah, no, no, there's those ones. There's yeah, ones those are really expensive. There's one that's got the. Uh, anyways, there's all kinds of cool toys that you can get involved in. So I don't know what they're what they're looking for these days. To be honest, the jet skis are pretty popular, but and they can come visit your Treasure Island Marina and rent one. Yeah, you know, what, we, what, we have we have Queen's what, University. What's the there, youngest so. person that can rent? You gotta be 19. You gotta be 19, or have somebody with you that's 19 or older to take you out on the water. Yeah. But you, can, you can't. You can't. We can't release the boat to anybody under 19 or a jet ski. But I mean, if you have someone that's 16 behind you. Yeah. So you got an adult with you. 
Yeah, yeah. Somebody to take responsibility for exactly. it. Exactly. Someone has to be responsible for the unit. So yeah. where, where's Treasure Island Marina? It's up the just outside Kingston. Just outside Kingston. Yeah. So if you're heading towards Quebec and want to go for a boat ride, stop in at Treasure Island Marina, ask for Dean Taylor, and he'll get you out on the water. Thanks, Mike. Right on. Thanks for joining us on the Spike Off the Water podcast, where we chat to boaters yeah. about the boating lifestyle. Please follow us online at webeautifyboats.com and subscribe to our newsletter so you can get notification of all the new interviews. We look forward to seeing you all on the water and on our Instagram at Spike on the Water and at We Beautify Boats. See you on the water.